<laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the February edition. Uh, the Valentine's. The Black History Month edition. The Valentine's <laughs> Black History Month February edition of... President's Day, don't forget. Oh, is there another something in there? Yeah. President's Day edition of... Stay, Stay F. F. Hopkins. Wait, isn't that how you guys start your other podcasts? Freedom? Yeah. It's louder than that. Okay. <laughs> well, we just ripped it off. I was so now that, that we're was more game show what we just did, I think. Stay F Hopkins. What was the what was the game show that did that? Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Wheel. What are you on? 1883? <laughs> we're watching 1883. Oh Wait. Okay. Before we get into all that, here's the thing. We're Stay of Homekins. We're once a month. Should we call? <laughs> should we rename? That it up. <laughs> <laughs> should we rename the show? It's that time of the month. Who would want to listen to that? Why don't we call it Aunt Flo? <laughs> Aunt Flo. Aunt F. Tompkins. <laughs> Hi, The everybody. F is for Flo. You guys didn't right. know it. You heard it here first. The F is for Flo. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Did you We're... know that H.P. Lovecraft, his name was Heavy Period Lovecraft? <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get if we don't get a thinks sponsorship Come or on, a D- diva just, cup or something out of this we just spent three minutes talking, talking about, about periods, periods for, for nothing Hi, i'm paul f Tompkins. i'm janie haddad Tompkins. i'm a comedian i'm an actress we are a married couple living in los angeles and we do this once a month and have a conversation and invite you to our after dinner hangout. That's exactly right. We poured a glass of weekend water, so mm-hmm. belly yourself up to the speakers and lay it down and get lay real. Lay it down. <laughs> lay it down. I thought we would be laying it down. We're laying it down. We're laying it down. So you, you can get lay real. it down and you get you, real. You lie down. You lie down. And we will lay it We're down. We're going to lay it down. You're going to get real. Mm-hmm. Real fast. Things are going to get real, real fast. Yes, is that a thing? They've stopped being polite. And wait, they started wait. getting real. <laughs> what is that? The view or the talk or something? That was MTV. Uh, 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 what the fucking name? What was that? Real House. Kardashians. No. Real Housewives. No, real no. World. MTV. Real, real world. world. Thank you. Real Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Here's the deal. First of all, Dinner was just mediocre, and that was... <laughs> Dinner was good. It was good. I, I made an old standby. We have the... What, where's that recipe from? Melissa Clark, darling. The Melissa Clark lemony garlic chicken. Garlicky lemon. And anchovies. God, that is like... It's mwah, so good. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Literal chef's kiss. <laughs> like, well, I have to say it. Like, okay, so... Whenever I know I've talked about this on the podcast, maybe I haven't. I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore, guys. I have hey. entered the matrix. I don't know what the matrix is either, but I think why, I've entered it. Why would it be fake <laughs> if you don't know if you said it before? Because it's like maybe it happened in my mind, or maybe oh, it happened. You know what? There you go. Okay. Okay. 
Now I understand. I had a dream last night. Something like came out of my leg. Ew. And I've had a lot. I've had that dream before where something comes out of my thigh. Like a living creature? This time it wasn't a living creature, but that has happened before. But it was like a long, like sinewy, like organic material. Like a pin and appendage. I know. What the fuck? You've had this dream before. Um, variation on a theme where things come out of my thigh. Oh, that's horrifying. What do you think it means? I don't even know. <laughs> All I know is about teeth falling out. Mm, sure. Classic. Classic. You want to talk about nightmares? That's a classic. That's a classic. Uh, I can't find the bathroom and you have to go. Classic. Mm, not, not, I haven't had that one. You never had that? Mm-mm. I've had that when I've had to go to the bathroom. Sure. And my subconscious is like, maybe this will work. When I have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I just wake up and go to the bathroom. You never have like a dream beforehand that, that mm. tries to rouse you from your slumber? Uh, your eyes just snap open? <laughs> basically. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe yeah. your bladder is communicating directly with your eyes. Maybe. Maybe um, I read something that can't be true. Go ask Alice. <laughs> that was true. Honey. It wasn't true. No. It was like what? Like the original not true? Was it the, the original, original not true? Not true. <laughs> of the genre. The not true. Of like a fake memoir that mm-hmm. was supposed to be a true story. I mean, that's the earliest one I can remember. But of course, when I was a kid, I thought it was true. I'm going to write. I think I want to write a fake memoir. Yeah. And I want to go through the scandal and then write a of memoir. Found out, yes, about that. Then I'm going to yes, write the memoir uh, and say I did it all on purpose. Did James Frey do that? No. He That's just not wrote, what he did. He wrote the fake memoir. Well, to be fair, he embellished wait. To be fair, it was uh, it, it it was his experience with addiction embellished. Yes, yes, yes. And it wasn't like made up out of whole cloth. No, it was not. However, I really liked that book. I did too. A lot. However, it was scandalous because Oprah picked the book. The book got. I think what happened was this is what I think happened. Mm-hmm. Is because he sort of like implicated his public, like the, the publisher knew, yes. it. and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Eh, is it true-ish?" Because first, <laughs> you know he, what I mean? Didn't he? They're he like, "True-ish." A novel first, right? And then they were like, "This call, has say it's elements true. of memoir, and it's yeah. true-ish or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what happened was in the like in the spirit, very you know, of the now, in the spirit of Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. blew up. And then scrutiny was paid. I think that it would not have been as big a deal, obviously, without Oprah. And the fact that she... Oh, God, no. She called him. She summoned him to Oprah Studios. She summoned to, him. To she, him. She called him on the carpet. Yeah. She called him on the carpet. She called him on the Oprah carpet. That was uncomfortable. It was extremely uncomfortable. I feel like it shouldn't have happened that way. Yeah. Because... It was a book about addiction. <laughs> I know, but she felt it was like okay. Yeah, but she well, fe- she felt humiliated. She felt because she had the she she stood by. She made it a well, popular where was book. Dr. She gave she gave that success. to Where him. was that Doctor Phil moment then? 
Do you know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. Because she legitimized like or some. Or Dr. Oz. But the, Any of the doctors. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in the public eye that long and you have a talk show that long and you and, and you become that famous, you become like a kingmaker of sorts. Like, not everyone is going to be on the on the up and up, right? You know. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like at some point you have to figure out how to navigate. Hey, you know. This was only true-ish. Do you remember the cover of A Million Little Pieces? I think so. It was literally A Million Little Pieces. Yeah. Did you know I made out with that guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> it was college it, in Ohio. It was a frat party. He was lovely. Sure. I got no problem with him. That was like, I was... You know, seventeen. What do you What are you gonna do? What how are you gonna old, do? How old was he? He was older than me. Mm-hmm. How much? <laughs> I don't know. He could have been nineteen or twenty. Creep. <laughs> what do you mean? I was in college. Guy, I was a this fr- guy. It's on. I was like really cute. What, what is he? Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused. Well, I, I was really in his defense. I was really cute. <laughs> Especially that night at that. Well, I know Nicole. My God, how vividly do you remember this? I'm just saying. I know I would have like brung brung the you know the sauce. You're saying, did I see how you were dressed? Is what Mm. you're saying to me. (laughs) I was probably dressed grunge, just as was my way. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever, it's fine. I I think he's a smart guy. I'm not. It's a weird thing that that happened. Yes. It is, absolutely. And I, you, I mean, I get where Oprah felt like I have my brand and you have fucked up my brand mm-hmm. and I have to do something. I can't sure. just let this go. This is what she decided she had to do was to get him in person to admit on her show. Yes, yes. But still, I, you can't help but feel for that guy who's like, I, don't I know. fucked I just, up. I fucked <laughs> yeah. up and I just tried to make it. I a book. fucked up and it went crazy. <laughs> but my point is this I'm going to write a fake memoir, go through the scandal, mm-hmm. and then write the memoir about going through, through the scandal, scandal. the yeah. fake memoir, and be like, guys, it was never fake because I did this all like on purpose. I've, it was never fake because it was part of my. Should we cut all of this out? Because I feel like that's going to hurt the sales <laughs> of the fake memoir. <laughs> You think that enough people listen to Stay of Homekins that it could? I'm saying, look, <laughs> however many listeners we have, it could be 300. One of them is a narc. And so when the book oh, comes out, man. someone will go and complain. You mean this is like my, this is like, again, I've got Joe Rogan on the brain, I guess. Ew. This is my Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's too bad. Uh, like, it's going to be like, a, like a compilation of me talking about faking my memoir mm-hmm. and it's going to go viral. And they're going to be like, y'all, she fucking said it a million times. That's right. A million little times. Yeah. Can I change the subject very briefly? <laughs> Why? Is it, is it hot in here? Oh, it's fucking hot in here. Yeah, it's like a we sauna. Turn oh, weird. In February in Los Angeles? <laughs> well, do you know, like it was 90 degrees today. Yeah, I felt it. Do you, I'll do it. You vamp. Ow. Get my knee. Also, remember, I had the oven on and all that. I mean, true, but it feels summertime hot. That's that's Los Angeles for you, everybody. In case you weren't aware, but uh, it's not always seventy degrees and sunny. Sometimes it's uh, ninety degrees and sunny, and it's February when it's supposed to be cold times. 
Thank you for doing By the way, it's like weird in Los Angeles right now because it was like really cold. I think it was like really cold last like we'd wake up and like the house would be 50 degrees. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like 90 degrees. Like I don't know what is going on. Uh, to quote one of my favorite movies, Lawrence Arabia, that is the desert. Oh my God! Remember we saw Lawrence of Arabia, like a like a original print or something in the yeah, theater or the whatever screen, the fuck. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Do you know what that movie? I think I have seen on the big screen five times. Mm-mm. Yeah, because they keep they every time an anniversary of it comes up, they re, they re release it. It was the first movie I ever saw at the Cinerama Dome. Whoa, that's cool, Cinerama. Yeah. Okay, I love Cinerama Dome, which. Still, I don't think it's been purchased. Has it been purchased? There have been a lot of rumors about it that it's going to be bought, but I can't remember who supposedly is buying it. But honestly, sometimes... Sorry, for people who don't know... Yeah, tell people what Cinerama Dome is. There's this... The Cinerama Dome is one of the oldest theaters in in Los Angeles. Is that true? Well, I mean, of of its type. Like Grauman's and... I said one of... I didn't say the oldest. All right, fine. What you, I feel like I'm Joe Rogan now. <laughs> Here's a compilation of Paul I'm saying. just asking questions. <laughs> but it was built, I think it was built in the 50s, specifically for this thing called Cinerama. There were a lot, when TV started, there were a lot of, uh, you know, gimmicks that movie theaters were doing because they were afraid nobody was going to come to the movies anymore, um, which didn't really come to pass until now. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I think. Um but they – so it's, it's like this gigantic screen um, and they show – what is it? 70 millimeter prints there or something like that? I, think, I don't know. It's like it's like a really big screen and yeah. it's in a dome-shaped building yeah. that looks like, like well, you know, Epcot-y like Epcot sort of, yeah. or something yeah, or yeah. like half a go- – like you cut a golf ball in half. And then um, in the – what? In the 90s, in the early aughts, they built early the arc light around it. It was the early aughts. So that was like the the main big screen. And then they had all these other uh, uh, screening rooms. It was called the Arclight. And it was a great, very modern movie going experience. The whole, the movie, it was like, it was my favorite theater in LA, but now it's kind of like. It was the best. Like if a movie was playing there, that's where you went to see it. It It also had this like huge lobby that felt like a, um, like a train station lobby yeah, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. a giant clock yeah. and the huge, like tall ceilings. And there was a restaurant, like an open air restaurant and bar in there. And, and they would have like 21 and over screenings. So you could like drink in some movies. Yeah. They would give you like a bracelet and like you could take drinks yeah. in. And, um, it, but in the other viewing rooms, uh, the modern ones, um, the seats were like, plush and they would ro- kind of so yeah they yeah they're like kind of rocking chairs ish but like of. they just kind of like swayed or something yeah, a gentle swaying but like this is like the, be- the, the best breeze. part about the arc light <laughs> though was that it was like catered to like people who love to go to movies and were serious about it so you would have assigned seating which is pretty standard these days but this was like the beginning of all of that yes, it was. It was. and well, you go into the screening room and they had these ushers that would come and give a curtain speech and they were all like, you know, like Dorks. aspiring actor. <laughs> I was going to say, but everyone in LA is like an aspiring something. I would, something. I would say they were more likely aspiring 
writers and directors that worked at the ArcLight rather than actors. Yeah, because sometimes they were awkward. But some every now and then you'd get like an actor that was like, "All right, we're here to see Star Wars." Exactly. You know, da da da. And then they would like give this curtain speech, and it would be like giving you tidbits about the movie you're mm-hmm. about to see. They'd be like, "The running time is this," and did you know that Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish? And then and it would be like that. And then they would be like, hey, a- "Hold on." <laughs> It would be like that, but to be clear, they never that actually was like, said because everyone already knows. I was saying they give like tidbits, and then Did you, could you watch? <laughs> so keep your shoes on and hang on to your hang on to your hats. <laughs> did you know Robert Blake was acquitted of murdering his wife, even though he really actually did? I mean, that whole thing was. Crazy. What a time. What a time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so then they would be like, if at any time the temperature is not good or someone's like, you know, talking too much or any problem with the lights, anything, or the sound. you just come right outside. We're going to be right outside <laughs> there for you. And you would feel so taken care of. Yeah. And it, I don't know how, I must have seen a million movies there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a time when I lived in Hollywood. It was like, I would go there all the time. Our two favorites were the Arclight and the Vista, which was, the Vista was the opposite of the Arclight. The Vista was an old theater that remained old. I think at one point they got some new seats. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino better. bought that place. Yes, he bought that place during the, during quarantine. And now he's show he does show like opening run movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it like the vintage. It hasn't opened yet, has it? I don't know. I feel like we the ArcLight I like better than the Vista. I like the ArcLight. No, but we used to live right up the street from the Vista, and it was fun to go there and walk and there, see a movie, and then you go to the Mexican cantina across the street. You have some beers and, and that some place, tacos. That place closed too. That place closed too. It's all crumbling. I mean, now we got to change the name of the podcast to Old Los Angeles. Do you remember when? What else has closed down? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Speaking of movies, guys. Mm. So we, our friend, can I talk about Scott renting the movies? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. So you can do this thing where you can rent the movies for your friends now for like, I hope it's affordable. I'm assuming it's it's affordable. It's extremely affordable. I think it costs like a hundred bucks or something. So it's like a bunch of people can chip in. Can chip in. It's fucking great. You have the, the you have the room to yourself. Oh yeah. So so he could, and it's like you know for COVID times or whatever. So he was like, uh, "I'm gonna be uh, screening Jackass the movie. Is it called the movie Jackass Forever? Forever. Yeah. Okay. And um, do you want to go? And I'm like, we gotta go because I just want to get out of the house. Like I'm in a place now where I'm like, I'll do whatever. I'd never seen Jackass anything. I will say this: there was something about the Jackass. Remember how that show that they used to have at UCB, the found footage? Yes. Uh, well, no, it wasn't the found footage. It was the uh, effed up illegal, illegal video. Effed up and illegal video. Yes. There was something, there was a spirit to it that reminded me of that. Yes. Only there wasn't the illicit thing about it. Mm. That was the only difference was like you were seeing this footage of stuff that they absolutely wanted everyone to see versus like in the effed up and illicit videos. It was like contraband underground stuff. Well... Yes and no. I mean, that was the conceit of the show, but these videos were not necessarily like smuggled out of North Korea or something. <laughs> Some of them might have been, honestly. 
Like there was some strange. That was a fun show. That was hosted by Matt Walsh and Matt Besser. And this is when you and I both lived right up the street from I UCB. was obsessed with that show. Yeah. And it, would it was show- a midnight show. I was like, it was literally my favorite. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm just recycling everything. I can't remember if it's come up on the podcast before. Really? But I used to be on that show a lot, and I went through my entire video collection of old things. Yeah, didn't you call yourself Saul X? Yes, Tom we, used, Kiss, we used fake names. Fa- yeah. Fake names yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. And they would act like they would. I know I talked about this because I never disc- described. They would, well, like wear face masks. Now look what's happening. We're all wearing them. Ooh. But like Besser would wear like a bandana around his face. And I forget what Matt Walsh's disguise was. I he had wore like sungla- and sunglasses yeah. or something, and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. they and then you get in there at midnight, and they would be like, "We're locking the doors. This is like you know you can't leave, da da da, because yeah. this is so illegal. <laughs> it's uh, so they illegal." Do like a bit which always ended with somebody getting killed. <laughs> yeah, they would have a plant, and that was like my favorite part of the show. I, I loved it. I they loved would have it. a plant in the audience. And they would be like, oh, what What are you doing? Like, hello. I know I talked about this on the show. I feel terrible that I'm recycling this. But like. Can I say something, honey? That's podcasting. Is it really? Yes, absolutely. If you're doing a conversational podcast, it stands to reason that eventually you're going to stumble across the same So now story. they're married to us because that's what being married is. How about it? But at least we don't tell each other stories we've heard before. We are there when the story is being told to someone else. Someone else. Okay. So, so Can I say, though, I love that about marriage. You do? And that, yeah, I do. I think it's fun. I, I like it I like because I know the story. And so if you're telling a story, I like getting to watch the reaction to the story. I like when I have a little part that I chime in on. Uh huh. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's really? a fun couple thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I don't know if I'm good at like, like the choreography of the story. You're not. I'm very in the moment. <laughs> like you have a skill and set with this. Right. And I have sort of just like an energy that you, goes off. You the- think I'm leaving things out when I start to tell a story. <laughs> You're like, I can't believe you forgot this part. It's very important. And it's like, I just haven't gotten to it yet. That is not every single time. No, it's not every single time, my honey. Oh, my God. I love you. (laughs) I love you, too. I miss that show now that we're talking about it. I know. That was a very specific chapter in our lives. Because also they were like, so they would have some plant audience, and they would be like, oh, young lady, you know, what are you doing? Why are you looking in your purse? You better look up here. And and it's like, oh, I just needed to get, like, my medicine out or whatever. And like, oh, your medicine? Let's see what's in your purse. And then they would, like, grab her purse and be like let's time it's time everyone for purse rape purse rape this is so i mean i don't even know if you can do this anymore no you can't and they're like purse rape and they're like uh and then they dump everything out of her purse like on the stage and she's like stop don't you know da, da, da. and then like um it would be like embarrassing things and then they, like at the end, like maybe at the bottom of the purse, there was, there would be like a gun yeah, or something. Exactly. And it, and then, and it, but it was like a fake gun, yeah. you know? And then, and she'd be like, stop it. That's awful. And then like, kind of like fake kill herself yeah. and like fake fall. I mean, and this I is mean, a tiny theater. This is like a tiny yeah, theater yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or they'd come or they, she'd come up on the stage 
maybe and be like, stop, I need my medicine. Yes, I need my medicine. Yes. And she'd have like a blood capsule in her mouth yeah. or something. Or like a foaming, like an alka Yeah, something. like something. Yeah. And then and then and she's like, oh, you need your medicine? Da-da-da-da. She's like, stop. No, really, it's serious. <laughs> it's serious. And then like she would bite the capsule and it would like come out of her mouth. <laughs> and they'd be like, and, the, and it would like really turn dark kind of yeah. it was just like ridiculous but everyone knew it was only like a hundred seat well because it's a tiny theater yeah 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 and, and uh, it was regulars that that show had regulars that would come to it yeah guess what i was a regular yeah. i would go to the grocery store next door and i'd mm-hmm. buy one of those big sapporos and then <laughs> i'd put it in my purse <laughs> and then i'd walk in at mid i'd get off my shift Whatever at night, I'd yeah. be like, I gotta be somewhere at midnight. You gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I gotta be somewhere <laughs> at midnight. And I go and I grab a Sapporo and then I put it in my purse and then I'd walk in and watch it. And it was like the funnest ever. That was a big jacket beer crowd <laughs> at that show. Oh, yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that theater, is it the theater? That's not even the UCB theater anymore, is it? It still is for now. Oh, I don't I know. They, I have like, no idea what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. UCB is like... But last I saw, like, the marquee is still up and everything. But no one can go to a, like, tiny 100-seat theater anymore. I mean, right now. No. Well... Not in L.A. Yes, they can. Oh, if they show, like, proof of vax and wear a mask and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are doing that kind of stuff. I just don't know what's happening with the UCB. And it's weird I haven't heard anything, you Hmm. know? But I don't know. There might be... um, There's people that are more connected. Well, anyway, so tell me more. So anyway, I went to see Jackass. I would like to know what was your <laughs> impression of the movie? Here's the thing. I have seen, I think I saw the first Jackass movie and I've seen a bunch of episodes of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my feeling about it is this is not something that I can relate to or something that I ever did with my friends or Mm -hmm. anything like that. It's not necessarily something I seek out, Mm -hmm. but I cannot help but get sucked into it and caught up in the spirit of it because Mm -hmm. they're all, I mean, it's those guys, it's those guys and their reactions that make it what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, because they, they're all laughing. They're all hurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) they all know what they're what they're signing up for Mm -hmm. and when it happens it's like you can't help but laugh that they think it's funny how hurt they got do you know what i mean that's my experience that's my experience i get it i get it i had like a crazy mixed reaction to it because let me ask you this yeah what were you expecting? Like, what did you know of Jackass, and what did you um, what did you imagine it was going to be going in? Well, I had already seen the trailer for that movie, yes. like a it's bunch many times, yeah, a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess I thought that they did stunts. Mm-hmm. I knew that, and I knew that they hurt themselves because the guy in the trailer said, "Like, I've had like ten concussions and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah." In my mind, going in. I was ready to be searching for like, like, I, like, you know how like you go to a magic show and you're kind of like, you know, magic isn't real. Yeah. So you're kind of like buying into the magic, but then you're also kind of like, I wonder how they do it. Like yeah. if I can see their sleight of hand or I can see, course, you know, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in my mind, I was like ready to be like kind of looking for 
the seams, Mm -hmm. like, because I'm like, this can't be really happening. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this can't be really happening. And then, um, but I did like, so I didn't realize it was so multi-layered, like Mm -hmm. in terms of the shock Mm -hmm. tricks, because some of the shock tricks were like, harm Mm -hmm. and adrenaline Mm -hmm. some of the shock tricks were like unpredictability like they'd have like animals or something like that and then some of it was just flat out gross out humor yeah which i was like i didn't know it was like all of those things (laughs) yeah it's chaos and the and the gross out humor i didn't like no i I, didn't like the gross out humor here's the like and i left to go to the bathroom at a certain moment in the movie and i was glad that i i actually was like I could not have probably picked a better time, yeah. honestly, because I, I was like maybe getting physically sick hearing is, about that's it. That's totally understandable. I mean, I am not a big fan of of gross stuff, like people throwing up, stuff like that. There's something about <laughs> this, the way they do it. I don't know. It just like it. I laughed through that whole fucking. <laughs> I laughed about. I laughed at them. You were laughing early on and then you you got quieter and quieter. Well, also like the thing, but also here's the other thing was once I started being like shocked and dismayed, Mm -hmm. it became, you know, not, and the movie isn't repetitive, but Mm -hmm. it became repetitive. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the reaction, like there's no plot line. It's literally just a a blooper. It's like an edit reel or like a highlight reel. Yeah. There's no story yes, whatever exactly. yeah. so 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 after a while i was like okay i kind of get it i like them uh however like then i became sort of fascinated with the psychology mm-hmm. of the people because like there are people who make a living like doing stunts and adrenaline chasing and stuff like that and they're but they adrenaline chase there's something Different in their brains. Yes, because okay, they're so. not what what is what the, I I relate to this. Yeah, I feel the same way because what's weird about these guys is they're not trying to perfect a stunt. Mm-mm. They're not trying to say, "Can we do this?" It's like it's just like what what if we did a thing where we got where we got hurt, <laughs> and then they do that. Yeah, you know. It's like we're gonna we're gonna get a giant. And they're fan. not like in shape, like like it's not like watching the Olympics where you're <laughs> like, okay, this person is about to do a death defying gymnastics tumble. Yeah. Where if something goes wrong, their body could be permanently maimed. Yes. You know, it's not like that where they've trained their whole eyes and they're like in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally kind of broken. Yeah. <laughs> People that yeah. are like not I mean, they're not like trained. It seems, but no. they are because they've been doing it for years. But they're not really doing anything that requires training. It just requires a a tolerance for pain for the most part. But and also a tolerance a a, a tolerance for risk. Yeah, uh, like risk of death. You mean? Yes. 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 Exactly. That's the thing. So that's when I was leaving because because uh, like Brian Postine and Melanie, they were like, "Oh, what would you think?" Because you know, like I, know. Mm-hmm. I was like, it reminded me like when we watched the Free Solo documentary. I was telling them mm-hmm. we watched the Free Solo documentary about Alex Honnold, who's like a very famous free climber and very good at it. Like he's amazing. I follow him online, and I thought that documentary was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like. I just so fascinated by people who aren't afraid of 
physical things because I'm very phys- oh, yeah, physically absolutely. afraid all the time. I every all all I think about every day is when is the next time I'm going to fall down. <laughs> yes. And so and so uh in that documentary, um they scan his brain mm-hmm. and they discover like his amygdala is smaller. And I think also that is something like psychopaths also share as like smaller because, because there's like a lack of um, anxiety, right? right? When you have like sociopathy and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. you kind of just don't feel anxiety and not like all sociopaths, like not all sociopaths are going to, you know, kill you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing about. Like some will just fuck you over. Some will just like, like run studios (laughs) or something or like run for office. Do you know what I mean? So, so like, but there's just like this lack of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I found like when I was observing the group in the Jackass movies, like just even like certain facial expressions, like, I don't think I'm totally spoiling the movie because I think it might've been in the trailer. Oh, okay. If you've seen any, like five seconds of jackass, it, you you get the idea. But like this one woman, like she she was like, yeah, I put this scorpion on on my face mm-hmm. to bite my face. Like literally, willing to take bites from a scorpion on her face, mm-hmm. and like she had such like a blank affect when it was coming. Like, I disagree, <laughs> and I only say that because I I saw pictures of that today online, and. She does not have a blank affect on her face. No, but she doesn't <laughs> flinch, though. She has, like, a tense look. Yeah. She has a tense look. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. like, I feel like just generally, and, like, I'm being very general, and I'm not a scientist, guys. <laughs> we should have said that up top, that we're not scientists. <laughs> this is my Joe Rogan we'll, we'll moment. This the, is my Joe Rogan You're moment. You're just asking honest questions. <laughs> okay. Is that, like... Just like I find myself like I'm very reactive. Like if I would be near a venomous, scary, mm-hmm. monster looking yeah. prehistoric creature, because there's like an evolution to there's actual like uh, worth and uh, uh, reason yes. for, for being. Yes. Fear serves a purpose. Uh, yes, yes. 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 The reaction in your body, the instinct in your body to recoil or or run away or mm. or whatever it is, right. is actually like you're overriding something so very primal in yourself. Mm-hmm. Either you're overriding it mm-hmm. for the sake of this stunt, yeah, or you literally have like a very low threshold of safety, uh, of safeguarding. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I don't know what's going on with these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like because I do feel like the fear is real. It's the it's the the fear of the things I feel is evident, but it's the it's the putting themselves in in the way of harm that is different. Like for me, hi cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo wants to get in on this jackass talk. The game show where they had to answer very basic questions, or they would get hit in the balls with a flip flop. <laughs> that to yes. me is like. To me, if that happens to me once, I'm done for the day. Like, that's that's the end. Like, I'm not going to get back up and try to answer another question. That's the part I don't understand. But I guess, so if, you, what is I guess that? if you get hit in the balls on a regular basis like You're numb. Guys, 
Yeah, you you you're like okay. I know the pain fades at this point. I don't know. What is so I don't know interesting what is. to me too is I've heard or read or seen that women have a higher pain threshold than men. Sure. And I've Child heard that birth and so forth. Yes, I've just heard that. Like periods, back to periods. Finally, it's that time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have to take a break. Oh, we've got some fun ads, guys. What do you get a load of these ads? <laughs> We are very honored to be sponsored. You know what? Proud. <laughs> Proud to be sponsored by a television series. Guys, this is a television series ad. And it's a very special one because you know John Hodgman, friend of the show from Judge John Hodgman and best-selling humor books the daily show the daily show um, he was in that pitch perfect t- too pitch perfect he's in that tv show about the violinist he was in the tv Mozart show in the jungle <laughs> Listen, here's the deal john hodgman is a delightful smart wonderful what else? I mean, I was going to say delightful, smart, and wonderful, but he's also like... Hilarious. Hila- but he's like, oh. he's kind of fun. He's like one of my favorite friends. 100%. When we get together, we just gab our fucking heads off. Okay? So, you know John Hodgman. You also know other friend of the pod, the very hilarious and smart David Reese. And tall. He's tall. You know him from his podcast, Election, Election Profit, Profit Makers. You know his show, Going Deep with David Reese in two incarnations. You know his famous Get Your War On comic. Okay. Well, so you know John Hodgman and you know David Reese. Did you know? Oh my God, they don't know this. Wait till they hear. That David Reese and John Hodgman paired the fuck up to make an animated comedy series called dick town dick town is the name of the show and guess what it's an hilarious animated show and where they play essentially two boy detectives that have grown up and you know what's fun about it it's from the producers of archer so it kind of has that look um and the animated versions of david and john look like david and john exactly so the show like the idea of the show is kind of like scooby-doo if the mystery gang were all middle-aged and the dog died a decade ago exactly (laughs) isn't that so funny it's a really really funny show janie and i have both guested on it we guessed it on the first season and i'm sorry to say We've also guessed it on this new season. Okay, so what? First and second season, you say? Yeah, guess what? There's already one full season out there ready for you to binge. But what this ad is about is that their season two premieres live on March 3rd of 2022 Okay. at 10 p.m. on FXX. And guess what? It streams on Hulu. After every episode. That's right. So you can catch up on season one and get ready for the March third premiere. Premiere. So uh, basically, 
the premise is John Hunchman. That's the John Hunchman character. Mm-hmm. He used to be the famous former boy detective of Richardsville, North Carolina, um, which is nicknamed Dicktown. It's like how we call Charleston Chucktown. They called Richardsville Dicktown. But he's pushing 40 now, living on a busted up houseboat and barely making end meet. ends meet. And barely making end meet. <laughs> His buddy, David Purefoy, that's the David Reese character, is his former high school nemesis and high school bully, and he now serves as his driver, hired muscle, and unlikely friend. And in season two, John and David confront bigger and stranger mysteries than ever, all while being hunted by a mysterious figure from the past. They have famous guest stars, like me and Paul, Obbs, Amy Sedaris, Anna Akana, John Early, Jamie Lee Curtis, Amy Mann, Fortune Femster, Femster, John Glazer, Mike Mitchell, the Doughboys, Jean Grey, and there are... Mike Mitchell and the Doughboys... (laughs) <laughs> so, sorry, Nick Weiger. <laughs> Mike Mitchell. Mike, Mike gets to be his own. Oh, so Nick's not on there. It doesn't it's say Mike Nick. Mitchell of the Doughboys. It's what it says. Ooh, sorry, Weiger. Sorry, Weiger. <laughs> There's original songs composed by Michael Penn, who is like Mage, as well as John Flansburr of They Might Be Giants. The theme song is performed by, and this is very of the now, Weird Al, Yankovic, did you know they're making a biopic about him? Starring Daniel Radcliffe? Yes, you did. So please check out Dicktown. It's PG-13 because there are a couple of swear words and a couple of adult themes, but there's not sexy adult themes. <laughs> you don't see Dick. So much as... You'll see more, you'll see more penis in Jackass forever. <laughs> the way John described it was the adult themes were creeping irrelevancy and... <laughs> Even though I'm an adult, when do I start feeling like a grown-up? <laughs> so we're so proud and so excited and also so honored that their show is sponsoring on our podcast. Yes. Tonight's Thank episode. you, guys. And this is a very, very funny show that I personally am a fan of. Despite I'm not just a pre- the president. I'm also a member. <laughs> <laughs> Please check out Dicktown. Tell your friends. Tweet about it. And enjoy the comedy. March 3rd. Welcome back to our regular sponsors. We have Green Chef. What is Green Chef? That's what I hear you saying. Uh, duh. It's a CCOF certified meat meat kit company. Meal kit company. A meal kit company. Meat can be a part of it because sometimes meat is in meals. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of receipts to suit your prefs. By the way, I'm a fan of Green Chef. Personally, this is not just me reading a sponsored ad. This is me saying like, I love Green Chef. And when a Green Chef box comes in the mail, I'm so excited because it takes all of the thinking out of meal planning and it's convenient and easy. It makes cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing, more time enjoying food and home-cooked meals. They are America's number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. And they always have an always changing variety of easy to follow receipts. That's recipes if you saw them. Means there's something new to discover each week so you never get bored, honey. Okay? So, I personally am a fan. I'm not just a fan i'm a member wait what not, it, just a, not just a it's client. just not just a client not just a, i'm not wait, just a, you just said it i'm not just you just president. not just on the president i'm also a, I'm also a member sure 
Okay. <laughs> Go to greenchef.com slash homekins130 and use code homekins130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Go to greenchef.com slash homekins130 and use code homekins130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef. Have you ever really <laughs> thought about where toilet paper comes from? <laughs> why, why are you laughing? This is... For the most part, it's coming from North American old growth forests, and every day we're cutting down thousands of trees to make something that we use one time, then throw our flush away. Oh my God, I hope you're flushing it away. If you're in the jackass movie, you might not be. Real paper use, uses fast-growing bamboo in their paper products instead of virgin tree fibers from our forests. That sounds smarter to me. Me too. It sounds more sustainable. I'm just, I'm just okay. spitballing here. Hey, sometimes the peanut gallery makes a good point. Uh, just like the grass on your lawn, bamboo regrows onto itself. So they're able to harvest, just like, just like me over the holidays. <laughs> Am right? I right? <laughs> so they're able to harvest the same plant over and over instead of cutting down trees. Now look. They sent us this toilet paper. It's good toilet paper. You need to have this paper in your toilet area. And we used it, and it's we effective. are endorsing it. We're, it's, a, it's effective. It does what it's supposed to do. It does its job. It does its job. Without me going into a lot of detail. Yes. And you don't dread it. It's not like a toilet paper that you're like, I'm going to save some money. And then, oh, no. What toilet paper we're talking about. Like the know. toilet paper at your job. <laughs> We've all had those jobs where it's like, hey, man. <laughs> like the DMV or something. Oh, man. I hope those people don't have bad toilet paper at the DMV. I have not either. Well, and maybe in the employee bathroom. Okay. If you work at the DMV and your toilet paper is bad, get get real paper. Tell, tell your supervisor. Um, so, uh, real paper, is, it's soft. It's strong. It's like it's just like any name like brand. That you, honey. Thank you. But look, this is, ad is not about me and how emotionally intelligent I am. This ad is about real paper. Real paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. Sweet. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door in 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. The packaging is good. Even the tape on the box. If you head to real paper, that's R E E L P A P E R dot com <laughs> slash Homekins, H O M E K I N S, and sign up for a subscription using our code Homekins at checkout. You will automatically get 30% off your first order. That is R E E L P A P E R dot com slash H O M E K I N S, or enter promo code Homekins to get 30% off your first order. Real paper is toilet paper and paper towels, which we didn't even talk about, <laughs> that change lives. Do you do? Remember that? Feels, feels like, like I, I do. do. Feels. Feels is a better way to feel better. Isn't that fun? Because it's F-E-A-L, feels, and then F-E-E-L, feel better. Mm. Their premium CBD will help keep your head clear. You know what? It won't help. I'm, I inserted that into the copy. It will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Three things. 
that suck. <laughs> Navigating the world of CBD can be complicated. Exactly. There's a bunch of people out there trying to take advantage of you. It feels they look to make the process as simple as possible so you can start feeling better sooner. Are you new to CBD? Welcome, virgin. Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide you through the discovery process. We should call that hotline because I'm not new to CBD, but I didn't know that there was a hotline. I, it would be fun to check out the hotline. I see agree. What they say. Yeah, yeah. Do you know CBD is right for you? Well, then Feels hassle-free membership program is guaranteed to help you feel your best month after month or your money back. Guys, it's just that simple. I've been using Feels this week personally because my anxiety is ramped up a little bit because of like the news and stuff. It's at an all-time high. <laughs> and honestly, it has it's actually helped mellow me out. I'm serious. No, it's good stuff. I it's like helped me it. too. But Absolutely. I, I know that's not on the ad copy, but I love the packaging. I think it's very elegant. The packaging, I agree. I think the packaging is very it's elegant. It's a beautiful product. Yes. And it's it's like it's nice to have out on your coffee table. I agree. Okay. You're not ashamed of it. <laughs> Tell us about the deals. Okay. If you know that Feels is right for you, uh, Feels hassle-free membership program is guaranteed to help you feel your best month after month or your money back. It's that simple. It's shipped direct to your doorstep in only a few days. Feels is the new natural, healthy, better way to feel better. What is Feels? It's CBD, premium C CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. What does Feels do? Feel These are the reporter's questions. Uh, what? What does Feels do? Premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. What does Feels do? It uh, feels uh, naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Easy to take. That's not a question. It's just a statement. Place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Real human support. You, we talked about that hotline. The hotline, man. And you can feel better naturally. I love the hotline. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no hangover or addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel any time. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Did you hear that? Become a member and get 50% off your first That's order. That's amazing. And by the way, how do you do it? Do you go to Feels.com? I want to I say it one more time before we give the website. Okay. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Now, they didn't say what their website is. It's F-E-A-L-S.com. F-E-A-L-S.com. Feels. Feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are right, girlfriend. Thank you, girlfriend. Paul, Paul just Marianne Williams to me. Girlfriend, you are so wrong. <laughs> okay, Marianne Williams. <laughs> Son. Ran... Oh, is some son what? son Williamson? Right? Isn't it Marianne Williamson? I don't know, but wow! Now I'm doubting it. Okay, I'm sure she's lovely, but I'm sure she's lovely, but Marianne Williamson. Sorry to this woman. I'm sure she's lovely. Okay, you can't get but past that. <laughs> also, I'm just saying, like, what an odd. I just think in general, like, if you're like. I'm going to run for president or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you already have something a little weird about you. 100%. But also like, I also think there's probably like a burden to it. Like, like Obama comes to mind in a way. Like he had natural leadership qualities. 
Like he had sort of this charisma, blah blah blah. I mean, I'm just using a him. Gifted orator. Yeah, yeah. I'm just using him as a as an example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he checked a lot of boxes in that. But it it sort of was like, fuck. Like when you kind of find out like what it is that you're good at, and you're kind of like, if you subscribe to the like you can't hide your light under a bushel philosophy kind of thing. Like for us, it's like comedy or acting or or mm-hmm. storytelling or whatever yeah. it is, you know, like it's in the entertainment realm or whatever. Yeah. But like if you're born as Obama and you're like, fuck, I'm like really measured and intelligent and charismatic and I have empathy and blah, 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 well, blah, blah. you're not born that way. It's like this is, you know, he, he achieved these qualities over the course of his life. Yes, then you're getting into like nature. I mean, yes, 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 yes. I'm not saying nurture wasn't a part of it. Or nature wasn't a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But I, yes. But I'm saying like, like at some point in his life, the right, and I read his book. Mm -hmm. So like at some point in, 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 in his life, like the writing was on the wall where it was like, yeah, I can do this really fucking hard job. Well, he saw his chance. You know what I mean? He saw his chance, but he also knew he was, he did uh, he, know he was capable of doing it. Right. But, and this is not to say, uh, I'm and not it takes a village. It takes a village. I it mean, takes a village, but it is like, that is the number one qualification for president is you have the idea that I can be president. Right. It's wild to think about. It's really wild to think about. But Obama was one of the less, uh, like insane seeming people that said Obama wasn't like part of a dynasty or part of a, you know, political. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or I agree, but I'm just saying like back to Marianne Williamson. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't mean to throw shade on. I don't know her. I don't know whatever, but like the whole clown car thing of like the presidency and all of that stuff. It's like, and some people run knowing that it's not that they're not going to get. It. Like some people run for other reasons. Oh, for sure, yeah. But those are never the people that get elected. Well, well, one time except it happened in twenty sixteen <laughs> when things work properly. When when the planets are aligned properly. Yeah, if people are like, I know what I'm going to get out of this. This is going to get me a lot of attention and whatever. Yeah, I need the free publicity yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck. Or yeah, or maybe, a, you know, I'm sure like at some point, whatever. I just think it's so interesting that Marianne Williamson was like a self-help guru person mm-hmm. that ran for president. Yeah. I just think that's weird. Yeah. And now fucking Dr. Oz is running for Senate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. But I that's mean, what to me. That's what Trump unleashed was all these rich people. He who didn't were like, though because oh, we, I can do that too. No, because we had like Ross Perot. I mean, I don't think he unleashed. He just made it look like it Hold was achievable. There was there was exactly. He made it seem like it was achievable. So then all these rich people were like fucking Tom Steyer, and, whoever. They're like, yes, yeah, so I can. I'm do that sorry, too. are you? Are you throwing shade at Tom Steyer? One hundred percent, I am. No. Yes. Tom, you know, Tom Steyer was my guy. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> he was my guy. <laughs> because my neighbor bought me, bought me Tom Steyer pins. Yes, right. <laughs> because I kept saying I was on the Tom Steyer. I was like on the Tom Steyer train. 
No. I, honestly, he said things I totally agreed with. He said things that I agreed with, too. But I was like, no, motherfucker. I'm not going to vote for you for president. I liked the things he had to say. You liked that he had a tartan tie and a tartan belt. I liked that he said shit that was like fucking real talk shit. But it's real talk shit from a billionaire, which is weird. It wasn't weird because I think some billionaires can be eccentric in the in the way of the greater good. But it's not for the greater good. No, I feel like he wanted. He was like, "I'm a self-made billionaire. I want to give back. I understand what I made my money on the backs of, and I want to like." Okay, Paul's shaking his head. No, too little, too late. Paul's shaking his head. No, me. Wait, I will say this. Had Tom Steyer, I did not vote for Tom Steyer in the primaries. <laughs> I'm just putting that out let's there. See, yeah, let's make sure people know. By the way, I don't even think he was still in the primaries by the time it got to California anyway. So. Yeah. So, but I wasn't going to vote for Tom Steyer in those primaries. But I liked that he said the things that he said mm-hmm. on a national stage. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of like called people out on being like full of shit. Yeah. Like, I was okay with that. That's always fun to see. If that's all he wanted to do, then fine. You know what I mean? I guess he's a billionaire and that's all he wanted to do. I guess. And go back and wear his kilt or but whatever. I think, <laughs> I think I'm always suspicious of these people in the wake of Trump where it's like all these famous people or just weird rich people that are like, oh, I didn't know you could actually do it. Like you actually become president. He didn't strike me as that kind of person, but I will say this. I could have... I could see going MAGA for Tom Steyer. Like, I could see myself going into the cult of Tom. Like, I could see where I could have gone. That's chilling. (laughs) I'm saying if I had to get... you heard what you just said, right? What I'm saying is this. I could see going into a cult for this guy. (laughs) What I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. For six years now, five years, I've tried to put my, my, I've tried to find, I guess empathy is the word, but Mm -hmm. that's not really the word I'm looking for. Like logic behind Uh, going. Understanding. uh, Yes. Like what is it to, what is it about going into MAGA? Like what is that about? Mm -hmm. I could see it if Tom Steyer were the figurehead. Like if he were the figurehead, I'd be like, okay, I get it. He's speaking the, the thing. He's saying exactly what I want to hear. Right. I don't know if he believes it. I would need some time to know if he believed it. Mm-hmm. Like I would need more time with him. Yeah. To know. And there may have come a time where I was like, he just he doesn't believe it. He just wants my vote support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. like I would really want someone who believed it. Well, yes. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Like he's up there preaching reparations or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like he understand, like whatever. I would say, why don't you get started, Tom? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why don't you in whatever fucking state, what, what state is he from again? I don't remember where he's from. I think California, isn't he? Why don't you take care of all the reparations for California? By the way, our unhoused. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, get into that. Exactly. But what I'm going to say is that, but also it's not just California. Because the no. housing, there's like a housing, like every article I've seen this week is about how like housing is unaffordable yeah. to new buyers. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. great. And they're about to raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot going on. And also we're about to get in World War III with (laughs) Russia and China who've declared like a new world order. Okay, great. (laughs) That's cool, right? (laughs) Did they declare it together? Yeah. Yeah. They did. And also they're probably like about to take over Ukraine. And by the yeah. way, we're in NATO, and so we have to. We have like pledged. We have no choice. Well, that's what a treaty is. We have to do it. We pinky swore, and no one ever backs out of a treaty. I I don't understand foreign policy, so I'm not going to weigh in. Look, here's the thing. Accords, I'm not going to weigh accords in. Accords are very easy to back out of treaties. Well, that's a tough thing. I'm not going to weigh in, but I will say this. I will say this. There could be some long game of not honoring a treaty. That's bad. I'll say Does this. Does that make sense? Let me say, I understand what you're saying, but let me quote the great, I think it was the great <laughs> poet, Boy George, who said, world war is stupid and people are stupid mm. and love means nothing in some strange border. Wait, that was a quote from Boy George? That was a song, yeah. You don't remember that song? World War Stupid and Love It Stupid. No, but I want to listen to that song tonight. Oh, yes. That sounds familiar. That sounds so I brought it to life. You got to admit. You really did. All I'm saying is, look, everything is bullshit. We're in. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... There's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. We're totally fucked, for sure. So now what do we do? <laughs> You're looking at it, baby. We keep podcasting until it all falls apart. Honestly, honestly, I think we're stuck in the podcast simulation. We might have to go back to weekly. If there's a World War Three, we might have to go back to weekly. Yeah, if we, if we have to hunker down <laughs> or bunker down, yeah. let's start digging under our house and make a bunker. <laughs> I'm not digging anywhere. Like if there's a world Aww. war, no, I don't want to go in the bunker. I just would die. I would. Where I'm do you want to go? Where should we go? No, I just. I'll take the radiation hit. Okay. Like I'm. I'm done. I had a. I had a good run. What if we went to Iceland? Okay, I'd go to Iceland. Yeah, let's go to Iceland. I would definitely go to Iceland. Yeah. But they don't want our COVID germs. I don't think. I mean, I don't blame them, but. We'll test before we go. <laughs> and once we get there, I of would course. test before and after. Like, I'm cool. I test during the flight. I'm cool with testing. Absolutely. I'm cool with whatever. Iceland, we love you. Sponsor us. <laughs> I just am like, for real though, like, if there is a world war, mm-hmm. like, what is the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Do we go back? Do we go back? Also, I feel like insult to injury global pandemic and a world war yeah like come on guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like that's not I know. cool like I, know. I can't i can't live through a world war i, I just i don't have it in me i know i feel like i don't have I it i feel in like me. during the the pandemic in this country we were like can we please have a thousand dollars from the government and then in russia and china they were like uh okay let's get ready for this war yeah, they were. <laughs> These dum dums. They can't even take care of their own people. They <laughs> can't even solve for. their supply chain. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, yeah. they yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. jam up a canal yeah. or whatever. I mean, yeah. that wasn't necessarily. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, they're like arguing that it's like, no, if you add this stimulus to this stimulus, it makes two thousand dollars. They love us like dickering over like a dollar or two yeah. 
while they're hoarding all of the world's wealth. Like we always like in America, like we're like, oh, the, uh, you know, the 1% in America. Nah, nah, nah. That's not really the issue. It's a global. No, it's a global. It's a global issue, but it is an issue here in America. No, it's a, but I'm saying like they love that we're squabbling about it in America while they're doing it like times a thousand. Well, but they're doing it. They like, don't. we're watching Succession, like, oh, my God, they're horrifying, blah, 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 blah. And they're literally like, we have all of the world's water supply, <laughs> and we can down your electrical grid. <laughs> like, we're watching that's Succession, the- and they're like, oh, you you can't use the private jet anymore, the PJ or whatever. But that's and what we- makes us fools. Don't you understand? That's what I'm saying. We are fools. Because well, we're not focused on the bigger... No, we're fools because we don't just say... We should tax these fucking rich people. That, that we're fools because we're arguing about that, and the argument is ongoing. That's why we're fools. No, we're fools because we're dickering over what they think is like ten dollars. That's what I think it is. We're fools. Yes, it's, we're fools. We're fools for sure. We're fools for sure. That's the name. Of the and <laughs> surprised they didn't sponsor Marianne Williamson's. Candidacy. <laughs> Who didn't? Russia? China? The big two. They didn't need the to. The BFFs. They didn't need to. China, Russia, BFFs. Do-da, do-da. I mean, and what is China's deal? Like, are they cool with the bloodshed? I mean, they are because they're doing like that they whole like to be very genocide cool thing. Yes. But also like they're kind of like, okay, we're cool with the bloodshed. But we also want to look respectable. Like, we want to deny. Whereas Putin and Russia are like, we're fine if you think we're murderers. I don't know if China wants to look respectable. I think they just like lying. I think they just like saying, like, yeah, we're not doing that. And, of course, they're doing it. It's the same with with Russia. I don't think they're any any different in that way. What is it? the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Is the United States a a superpower anymore? I mean... We're just a large land mass. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is the decline. I mean, are we? I don't know anymore. I don't know. Also, by the way, maybe it's okay to not be a superpower. Maybe we could be like one of those like smaller European countries that's totally taking care of their, like minding their P's and Q's, looking after their citizens. Like who? Like Finland or whatever the fuck. Mm. You know what it's I'm saying? Scandinav- Scandinavian. Those they're, people. But that's not European? No, I don't think so. Oh, they're not part of Europe? No. <laughs> what are they part of? Scandinavia. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I have an American. Look, I have an American education. But here's the thing. I have an American education. I do too. And so I might be wrong. So I know nothing. John Snow. I know nothing, John Snow. Let's try to name the countries of Europe. No. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, let's because I'm bad at no, geography. No, this is like humiliating right now. No, this is fucking humiliating. Let's see if we can do it. Wait, but how? How many are there? I don't know. I'm saying let's see if we can do it. I can tell you right now, I can't do it. How? Let's. Start. By the way, Paul beats me in Trivial Pursuit like every time, so I feel but like this not is on like geography. a. Let's start. Okay, France, Europe, Italy, Europe, England. Not anymore, but geographically, yes. Wait, the Brexit means they're like not Europe? They're not part of the part of the European Union anymore. So does that mean they're not part of Europe? The I, continent. They, I think they are part of the continent of Well, they're an island. Do we need any of the continent? 
I feel like we drank Asia, too much. Asia, Australia, <laughs> Antarctica. We drank too much on this one. North America. South, South America. America. <laughs> Two more. Greenland. <laughs> Greenland. <laughs> Australia. I said Australia. Africa. Africa, thank you. And Europe? Asia. I said Asia. You did? <laughs> Asia, Australia, Africa. Those are the three A's. North and South America. North and... Is South America a continent? Yes, of course South it America. is. Okay. And Antarctica. Antarctica. By the way, I feel horrified by this. I, I'm so many levels. I'll tell you what. I, I release it. I know that there's people listening to this <laughs> thinking that we're fucking idiots and they can name, they can rattle off all there's the continents. seven, right? There's seven <laughs> continents. But this is the end of a long week. We had a couple drinks. Oh, I've never known geography. <laughs> Me neither. I've Ever. Been terrible. I've been terrible at it How forever. many have we named? <laughs> Africa, Asia, Antarctica, Australia. North and South America. North America, South America. There's only one left. There's only one left. The North one, the North Antarctica. What's that one? The North Antarctic. No, Ant means the opposite. So there's not so a South Antarctica. No, there's not a. There's only one Antarctic. Where's Antarctica? Are you of the poles, the North and South Pole. Yeah. Yeah, they don't both have their own continents. Greenland. Greenland is not. A, where are you getting that from? What is Greenland a part of then? <laughs> it's not a part of something. I think it's an island, but it's not. It's not its own. It's not its own continent. Australia is an is an island and a continent. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me, all to hell. This is the dumbest we've ever been on this show. It's great. I don't think it is. I think it might be. It's a contender for sure. <laughs> There's totally one missing. It's got to be Europe, I guess. The European continent. Wait, did we say Europe? No, we we, we never said Europe. We're trying to see. We were trying to see if is there another one because the whole conversation Wait, started with is, is Europe a continent? Europe's a fucking continent. So so England was part of the European Union. It's considered Europe, I think, in the in the the, the travel sense, but it's not it's not connected to the continent of Europe. But it's part of the continent of Europe. No, it's an island, honey. It can't be part of the continent. Yes, it is. I know it's a fucking island. I know it's a fucking island. <laughs> it's a, That's it's a, not it's the a, conversation. The conversation. It's a sceptered isle. <laughs> what is New Zealand part of? The continent of Australia. Is it? Sure. No, Every it's place, not. No, Paul. Every country is part of a continent. That's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't believe that that's true. Yes, it I think is. Australia is oh my God. its own land United mass. States, Canada, and Mexico are countries in the continent of North America. Yes, I get that. Hawaii is an island. They're, because they're all connected. Hawaii is no, an Hawaii island. But Hawaii is not literally, physically a part of the continent. Yeah. And also, okay, New, New Zealand and Australia physically. are separate governments. They're not part of the same no, thing. No, continents are just like a collection of countries. No, that's not true. They're, yes, they're, it it's, is. A, it's a physical landmass. No. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm on the Gilded Age, and I'm going, and I'm saying, "Ah, oh, darling, I'm going to the continent. I'll be traveling to the continent." That meant Europe. That, that meant it could mean London. It's true because that meant Europe. And, but that's a fucking island. That's what I'm saying. UK is an island. Uh, England's an island. Part okay. of the continent of Europe. We're gonna have part to of look the continent. This, we're gonna have to look this up and look. We should cut this out. We but, should cut out this entire second. But half. we're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to. Guess guess what? It's not misinformation because it's not even information. So it can't even be misinformation. And what's good is no one is looking to us for information in the first place. By the way, if it's not information, which this isn't, <laughs> it sure isn't. It can't be misinformation. Here's what this is. It's non-information. Should I look it up? I'm going to look it up. Alexa! No, no, no. Good night. Please. (laughs) Good night, honey. Oh, I thought you were were tapping out. No, I was saying good night to Alexa. (laughs) What are you looking up? I'm looking up what a fucking continent is. Oh, like the definition of a continent? Yes. The definition? Yes. It's a collection of countries. Continent, any of the world's main continuous expanses of land, Africa, Antarctica, Asia, Australia, Europe, North America, South America. That's not seven. The main... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, it is. Okay. The mainland of Europe as distinct from the British Isles. Well, fuck you definitions. <laughs> you know why we're bad at geography in America? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. That oh, doesn't make any fucking arca- sense. Why doesn't it make any sense? Why wouldn't a continent just be a collection of countries in that area? Because it's referring to the physical landmass. That's allowed That's to have so a term. That's so stupid. <laughs> Honey, I agree. I think it's fucking dumb. Why do we... <laughs> <laughs> Archaic use, a mainland contrasted with islands. Thank you. The maritime. I, thank you, archaic use. <laughs> I'm an archaic user. I'm an archaic fucking user. I'm an archaic fuck. All right, archaic use. Guess what? You know what that's called? That's called vintage. And you know what else is called? Fucking cool. Vintage is cool. Honey, I can't disagree. Archaic is cool. Retro. Uh, 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 retro? Okay, yeah. Retro anyone? Retro, like, yeah. Okay, when I say, con- uh, when I say continent, I mean, like, islands too. Okay, uh, that's like the out- rest. Outmoded much? <laughs> uh, okay, you're just like a strictly, like, continuous landmass. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Honey, this is a true low point for both of us. I don't fucking care. You know what? I don't either. You know what? I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Because I'm over it. And also World War Three, And also Second Martini. Wait. I feel like the second one hit you hard. <laughs> you weren't exactly like walking on a, you know, touching your nose. The yellow note, line. T- <laughs> your, yeah, yeah. What are you? What are you? What are you? Ossifer. Oh, Ossifer. Uh, I don't care. You know what? I don't fucking care. No. And you shouldn't. Now, let, let's get to recommendations. Do you have any? Of course I have recommendations. Let's hear them, baby. But I wasn't ready. 
But okay, fine. Do you need a cool down period to get to recommendations? Kinda. Okay. How should we cool down? You tell your recommendations. Well played. <laughs> that made me take off my glasses and set them up. Did the you table. dose me during the <laughs> <laughs> No, I did not. Someone did though, and I think you might look in the mirror to find the culprit. I slowly had it. The what? first one you were fine. <laughs> you know what it is? By the way, I went and had to put on a kinship goods sweatshirt Absolutely. in the break because yes. we turn on the air conditioning and I was like, on the break, I was like, wow, Los Angeles is the only city I've lived in where you can you might have to turn on your air conditioning and your heater in the same day. Did that not happen in Texas? Texas is no, it doesn't happen in not in where I lived in Texas. I lived in Dallas. And in February, it's cold. It can be, yeah. It can. There was like ice stormy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it won't be like cold in the morning and then hot. It's the not day. desert like this. It's right. it's not desert like this. No, it's not cold in the morning and hot in the day like this. Right. This is very fucked up. <laughs> uh, how you say uh, fucked up? Crazy, uh, fucked up. Like uh, me? This weather you have is a uh, how you say uh, <laughs> apocalyptic. All right, I have recommendations. Oh, really? Let's hear them. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, uh, I recommended this before, and then I got to appear on this podcast. Too scary. Semicolon. Didn't watch. Yes. Great show. Um, that I really loved listening to. And then I did an episode with them um, about the movie Jaws, where I, I've i never done anything like this before. I told the movie Jaws uh, to the two scaredy cats on the show. Mm-hmm. It's the most I've ever talked at one stretch in my life. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it was wild. It was like, I've done an, an hour plus of stand-up That's before, what I'm saying. of course. How is but that possible? it doesn't feel the same. Because, because it's rehearsed. There's, no, 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 no. It's where that's part of it, but also because there's laughter that breaks it up. Oh, but right. this was like me, like you were the like sitting them down. Never heard it before. Like yeah. you were sitting like down, story. people, yeah. and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. one time there yeah. was a shark. <laughs> exactly. I'm going through the movie, you know, beat by beat, and explaining everything that happens. It was a lot of fun. They're great. Since then, I've been going back and listening to their back catalog. I have like a little ritual lately where I play video games at night. And I turn the volume down on the video game and I listen to the podcast as I'm playing the video game. Mm-hmm. And it's very pleasant. And so I've been, I'm up to, I'm up to, I think, 2021 with them. So I'm closing in on being current. Okay. But it's a terrific podcast uh, hosted by uh, three young ladies named Sammy Henley and uh, 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 Emily. Um, it's really good. And so I'm on the Jaws episode. You can That is so out. cool. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, you know what's funny is I've really gotten into podcasts in the past couple of years during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yes. Um, and when I say I've gotten into podcasts, I dabble, but I dabble heavily. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so brand loyal, I guess. Right. Well, you try a thing and see if you like it. But yeah. now I have like now that I've like I have listened to a couple conversation podcasts now, which ours is a conversation podcast. There's no way around that. So fair play, I guess. Um, I now understand the parasocial 
relationship thing. Absolutely. I didn't understand it before. Yeah. Not I that's not exactly correct. I understood it before. I had you didn't not feel it before. I didn't experience exactly. it. I had not experienced it yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand or I now have experienced the whole parasocial thing mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, these are my guys. These yeah. are my, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I listen to this kind of, these kind of dorky guys called The Watch. And well, I love television. So I have this television obsession. And what I didn't know was there was this podcast that kind of celebrated Mm-hmm. The television obsession. Yeah. And so I listen to these two guys and they're like from Philly and it's hilarious because, no, I mean, the podcast isn't hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's hilarious that I listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but they are frequently funny, these guys. Are they? Yeah. I've listened. I've listened oh, to you while you walked in. To it. I mean, yeah. but they're not like comedians. No, no, no. But they're friends and they they're joke They're friends. And, they're yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Their friendship is is lovely. Yes, it is. That's what I Absolutely. like about it. Yeah. Kind of. Um, also, the, I think they're from Philly. Oh, for sure. I can hear it in the accents. Oh, you can? Absolutely. But who, who tell you haven't said the name yet. It's called The Watch. The Watch. Yeah, yeah. The Watch. Um, I also, I have to mention that I was on, I mentioned it before, but just in case you didn't check out my episode of Totally Rad, and also my episode of Scott Hasn't Seen, mm-hmm. which was making me laugh because we did the movie Flashdance, and then I was like bummed that we didn't also do the movie Dirty Dancing because you were playing the song Hungry Eyes, and I was saying how I could have told Scott that the song was when we sang it in the seventh grade, it was Hungry Thighs. Yes. Which was like did slut, everyone sh- else, slut shaming. Did everyone else sing Hungry Thighs to the song Hungry Eyes? Let us know. <laughs> but now, hold but, on a second. I wasn't playing that song. It was on a <laughs> fucking video that I was looking at on Instagram. I wasn't like, let's fire up. I kind of want to also plug. Hungry eyes. I also want to plug Busy's doing her, Busy Phillips is doing her best. Because yeah. I, first of all, full disclosure. We were on an episode of Busy Phillips is doing her yes. best, which you can check out. Busy and her co-host Casey are friends of ours. They're friends of ours. Um, but I, I feel like the last few episodes have really hit a stride for me mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, I get it. You're like fired up. I'm fired up a little bit. The, I get the it. Recent episode about NFTs was great. A lot of questions that I had that were answered by um, Someone uh, who studied. Who, yes, I can't remember his name, but he's Mike a, Bender. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he has that weird name that's like Mike Binder. Matt Bender. Matt his Bender. name is Matt Bender. His name is Matt Bender, and this is, and he says he gets this all the time. Yes, but other than that, what are you watching? Because, like, I. Oh, Resident, I, Resident Alien season two is out now. Okay. Uh, there are three episodes in. I love that show. I think it's terrific. Uh, I really love the first season. Second season is so good. Um, great performances. Really funny. I'm kind of enjoying Pam and Tommy. I think I revealed on a previous episode that I read Seth Rogen's memoir, mm-hmm. and I've kind of like somehow discovered that Seth Rogen is someone I should be friends with somehow. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Him and his wife should be friends with me and Paul. I feel like... Paul and I should be couple friends with Seth Rogen and his wife, who's like a producer. I, I now follow her. I, whatever. Okay. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it, and I didn't know that I was going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I feel like there's a tone it's striking that is appropriate 
It's tricky because it is like somebody's personal trauma mm-hmm. that didn't sign off Absolutely, on it. Absolutely, yeah. That didn't sign off on it. And, and reportedly she is bummed that this is out. This is like yes. a thing. She's not happy about it. No, I agree. I, I, I think you're right. But what does Tommy Lee think about it? I don't know. Because they're all still alive, apparently. Motley Crue is all sure. still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some people they interacted with are not. What do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Didn't Vince Neil, like, what are you talking kill about? a guy? Like, what? Yeah. Wasn't that, weren't they the subject of the dirt, that, uh, that movie? Was that, that Motley Crue? I thought what? Uh, by the way, poison? I watched that. Who was it? I watched that movie and I liked that movie. I know. We differed on that one. That's okay. I enjoyed it. I know. I know. Um, I forgot that movie existed because I think it was pre-pandemic. It was. I feel like it was. I feel like it was like right before the pandemic. We should have saved it for the pandemic. I probably have been crawling on my hands and knees. Please let me watch you. Speaking of um, recommendations, Mm -hmm. I think you should talk about, aren't you doing like a live streaming show? Yes, Like talk about some of the stuff you've got coming up. I will talk about it. That's what I want you really to talk about. Uh, As of this, okay. (laughs) (laughs) As of this recording. Uh, this is uh, Friday, the 11th of February, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday the tw- uh, t- Saturday the 12th. Lauren Lapkus and I are doing a two-person improv show mm-hmm. at Dynasty Typewriter. There's not going to be an audience. Mm-hmm. It's going to be live streaming only. Totally live streaming. So it's going to be the two of us on stage together mm-hmm. in a theater with no audience uh, doing an improv show. And that's... Is this going to be the first time you've ever done anything like that where there's no audience feedback? We were supposed to right before the pandemic, right before quarantine. Yeah. We were going to do a live, our first two-person improv show. Yeah. We'd never done one before. And then quarantine happened. So we started doing it online. Yes. And we, you know, it was weird. We did it over Zoom and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we did a lot of filters and stuff like that. And it was very silly. So we weren't getting feedback, like laughter. Um. So this is our first time doing this show together, live in person, and without audience feedback. So it's going to be very strange. I think it's. But prob- I think it's going to be very. Funny. I think it's going to be kind of like profound. That's what I think. I kind of feel that way too. I think that there's going to be a lot of. I mean, I it's certainly going to. I think. It's going to be a, a different kind of connection yes. than yes. Lauren and I have experienced before yes. on stage. Yes, I agree. And but without the f- comedy, like the laughter feedback, yeah. it's going to feel very uh, out of sorts. Yeah. But also, I think that's going to push you into a different area. And yeah. how do people find that they go to where? Well, hold on a second, because I have another thing to promote, which is in Los Angeles. Yes. Variotopia. Yes. On Sunday, March 6th. Yes. I'm doing, there's two shows that night. Is it March 6th? Yeah. It's a double cuckoo, cuckoo fucking show. Cuckoo. It's a double cuckoo fucking show. It's a DCFS. Fuck. Uh, we're doing an early show because the show got moved because of the pandemic. And oh, then we're like, Why don't we do another show? Um, just kind of test out how this feels because the shows sell out so fast. It's yes. like, well, maybe if we did two shows. So we're doing a 5.30 p.m. show, um, and that at show's the, almost sold out. As at the Lodge recording. Room. At Lodge Room in Highland Park. Highland Park. And if you cannot see these shows live, you don't live in Los Angeles, You the tickets are all gone, 
you can watch them archived on Vimeo. And all your Variotopias starting starting with the September at the show, end of the sep- uh, 2021 are yes, up now. They're up now. Here's where you want to go. Bit bit.ly slash PFT dash VOD. Why don't you spell it out? B I T period L Y slash PFT dash VOD. And it's also possible you could just type in in a Google search Paul of Tompkins Vimeo variety. Just go to Vimeo and put put my name in there. Yeah. Yeah. And how if people want to live stream Dynasty Typewriter tomorrow night, do they just go to the Dynasty Typewriter? To both places? For everything? Go to PF Paul F. Tompkins. Oh boy. PaulFTompkins.com slash live. And you will see links for everything I've just talked about. PaulFTompkins.com slash live. Yeah. Or live. Yeah, I want to live. Depending on, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, depending on if, if I'm alive by the time <laughs> you should come This has been such a delight, Paul. We Thank you for really... joining me on stand. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I loved having you as a guest. <laughs> I was just trying it out just to see what that sounded like. Like if I hosted something by myself. I don't want to host anything by myself. You say that now. I don't, though. You never know. No, I don't. Don't close yourself off to it. I would do a conversation podcast with someone else, like a friend. Mm-hmm. But... I thought we were friends. We're more than friends. Ooh, we're friends. that's true. With benefits. We're friends with benefits. We're lovers. We're friends. We're spouses. Those are our vows. <laughs> we're a bitch. We're a mother. We're a child. All right, we got to go. Remember our vows? Yeah. What if I made you recite your vows? Oh Would you Could be you able recite to? yours? Fuck no. No, of course not. By the way, that's a flawed system. The vow system? Mm-hmm. Our friends Nate and Tawny didn't do vows at all. Guess what? The whole act of it is a vow. Exactly. However, when you see people do good vows, like we just saw recently at a wedding. We did go to a it's wedding. It's fucking great. We fucking saw some vows. Okay, look, we gotta go. Uh, we are Stay of Homekins. Oh, that's right. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, write to us at stayofhomekins at gmail dot com. Uh, we our, love hearing from buy you. Buy our official merch. Kinshipgoods.com. There's a special Stay of Homekins section. Oh my god, Kinship Those guys good. are great. We love guys, them so much. If, even if you don't want our specific merch for Rails, yeah, go to kinshipgoods.com because. Their shit is primo, and I know Valentine's Day is coming up, and they've got, like, these cute cards and shit yeah. going on. You got to fucking bookmark their site. Yeah. And just go there. It's not all about us. All right. Well, thank you for listening if you made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably didn't. And you know and what? No more, power you. To- exactly. more power more to power you. More power to you. We'll see you next month. Until then, (laughs) stay stay safe, stay stay sane, and stay strong. strong.